Welcome to Toke Tunes and Talk, your musical destination for all kinds of shit, like culture, history, a little bit of music, I guess, and surely some token. Stay, won't you? All right. All right. We're here today. What's it's going tu- on? It's a Tuesday. Hey. hey. Tuesday. On a Tuesday. That's right. Man. What's happening, man? Not much, Zach. Not much. This is Wes for Toke Tunes and Talk. And this you know, is Zach. Yep, we're here. And you know what? There's some sad news we have to start out the podcast with, unfortunately, is there's been a passing of a rock legend, yeah, a if, god. <laughs> as if this year wasn't fucking with us enough. Right. There wasn't already god. enough on the 2020 plate for <sighs> what's gone down. But now uh, Edward Van Halen has passed away at the age of 65. Here uh, today on October 6, 2020, and he's survived by his son and his wife. I think it's his third wife now, but it's son yeah. Wolfgang. Wolfgang is amazing. Like, he's, he was the current bassist of yeah, Van Halen. The current bassist. He's, yep. um, I, I forget how old he is. He's pretty young, maybe like 30 at the oldest or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And, and he's been doing a lot of like solo stuff too that's been sounding really interesting. Oh, I haven't heard of his solo yeah, stuff. Yeah. He posted t- like teaser videos on, I think, Instagram and Twitter like not even a month or two ago. Wow. Um, he was at 5150. He was tracking some oh, bass yeah. over his guitar. That's the studio that uh, yeah, Van Halen, Studios. Edward Van Halen's named after the uh, famous amplifier that he kind of uh, popularized. I'm using that currently. Um, is that a Marshall amp? It's an EVH. An EVH. Is, but hold on. It's the on. original one, though, the 5150. PV. It's a PV. PV. So it's a, it's yeah. based off of a PV It's based or off the PV, which is also, which was also amazing. At and he's time. tweaked it. Well, he was always yeah. known. I mean, classically, his guitar, of course, the Frankenstein is, he's classically known for, yep. you know, gutting it. The red and, and white. Yeah. Putting all the crazy stripes on it. And he has one pickup and then one's not active. Right. Um, but I heard he said he left it in there because he he he, uh, p- he thought people would make fun of him <laughs> if he didn't have uh, he the two one. pickups in there. <laughs> but he only used one. He didn't need a tone control either. Yeah. He just had a volume and he had that uh, yeah. humbucker in the bridge. And that was it. And, that, needed, and, though, and, he, and he had a lot of electrical tape and spray paint. <laughs> and he had a lot of balls, too, yeah, no to, do shit. The, to do that shit. Well, man. he was a virtuoso, definitely. He was the kind yeah. of guy who, I mean, um, how he played uh, <laughs> defined a generation. And really, the players after it were so heavily influenced. I mean, he was, a lot of people are now comparing him to Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Um, in that, you know. There's good reason. He, he defined the era, and then he influenced so many people after it. I mean, I just remember at least tapping. He really popularized tapping. I was mind. just going to say that Where yeah, he, that he revolutionized uh, it's a method if you're not familiar metal music has very very many different types of guitar riffs in it but the one staple that is consistent across the board almost entirely is two hand tapping that is exactly what Van Halen is known for and that's right. exactly what influenced a fucking just a revolution of metal bands. Oh yeah. I mean, I feel like everyone tried to one up it. I remember there was a time in the eighties when, um, there was some really cheesy van like warrant or someone really off the charts who they had a, um, uh, a power drill, cordless power drill. (laughs) And at the end of it, there was an array of picks, (laughs) you know, and what they would do is he'd have a little solo. The guy would, you know, and this man, he'd come out and he, he would, he would turn on the the power drill and it'd spin around and he'd go, and it's like ridiculously funny. Why wouldn't you do that if you thought of it? 
I mean, yeah, I mean, there, there was a lot of that afterwards, unfortunately. To some degree, it got a little perverted in, in kind of a <laughs> negative way, you know, and wasn't oh, no necessarily, way. yeah. Someone took something too far? And too far, and, and hair so. metal of all things. <laughs> I know, right? Um, it's similar. There's another band. Uh, they did uh, a thing uh, called Chainsaw. Chainsaw. Uh, the chainsaw, and they would actually bring out a chainsaw on stage. That was like a thing, and they would play uh, the chainsaw. This is so pre nineties, yeah. probably. <laughs> yeah, right? it's, it's like gotta be. it's 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 late eighties. I'd say <laughs> okay. you know it's late eighties. Yeah, be hella it's, illegal now. It's when it's when you know the good old. Uh, I mean, you really had to you know wow them. You know, yeah, you got to sure, bring yeah. the razzle dazzle. You had to not only is, bring so. the razzle dazzle, you had to kind of fucking invent the razzle dazzle. A lot of it was for some of them, or like, you were reinventing it, like guar and shit like that. That's like, true. Were the first ones to kind of pioneer the whole like I, I don't know about shock rock or shock metal necessarily because obviously Kiss, but Guar took that shit a step further, man. They just said, "Let's just dress up like we're fucking football players who know how right. to play guitar and drums and shit." You know? <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Just it's so just over crazy. the top. Well, yeah. I mean, there's there's theater, you know. I mean, at least when you you pay the money, I, I could imagine some people go and they see a band and they're so boring. They just stand there. They're wearing jeans Weezer. and a t-shirt. Weezer, you know, that's hundred percent my experience with them. And 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 you know they're great. But he, but here's the thing, you know, I, I don't know, you know, uh, do I, do I, I don't need, I don't need, you know, Madonna to be. I, know I don't need mean. every band to I be Madonna or Beyonce to, to to not date myself. Okay, I don't you need, don't need Beyonce. I don't need I, no. I, mean, I don't need her. To, I don't need her shake everything. You know, are you paying to hear her sing? This is a great argument that I've had before. Is are you paying for for or some people aren't musicians as much as they're performers I can see or that. entertainers? Where yeah. when they and I understand I understand the concept that when you're selling a huge uh, arena, you want everyone to get you know their money's worth, so you want to shake it and have a big show. But sometimes you sacrifice the the audio, you know, you singing the whole yeah. point that they're even there. Yeah. And so I don't know. I don't know if when I go there, it, it, there's an argument too. Should it sound like some people want it to sound just I, like the studio? I was just gonna say that. Um, Other people want to hear it get jammy. Let me just crazy. tell you right now, if you're someone who wants Wants it to sound just like the studio? Go to hell! Fuck you! <laughs> Listen fuck to off. the studio. Do yeah, thank you. Go, put here's what you should do. Don't number one, don't buy a concert ticket and okay. sell out a fucking concert that I could be going to. Okay, but I'm losing out because someone who wants. Play it like it is on the radio. Right, Fuck right. you. Go home and listen to it. Put on your headphones. Get high. Put on a fucking stick of incense. Just chill your ass yeah. out. Close and your eyes. Yeah, watch it on YouTube or yeah. whatever and pretend that you're there. Exactly. Now, here's the only... My only argument would be if it's not at the level of the studio performance. Yeah. Now, if it's below studio, like it's really poor and you're not getting something extra. Now, I mean, I'm, I was used to be a big fan of Grateful Dead, so I don't need to be, yeah. you know, have any arguments towards, you know, play it like the studio because there's two different Grateful Dead bands. There's the studio band. Oh, yes. Then there's the live band, which Dead you'll never, company. you'll, well, no, not even like in the newer form, but just, oh, the, I gotcha. just the idea yeah, that yeah. like what you hear on the studio is very going to be regimented and I a certain length and is always yeah. going to be the same. When you go and watch them live, they play every song different, a little bit longer. They mix them together. And it's just a tale of two bands, if you will. I will tell you this. I don't really No, I'm not going to I'm not going to mince words here, Wes. Don't I them. don't like the Grateful Dead. Oh, I don't. Wow. I just don't. Some and people I know, don't prefer you know different what? types of music. You but, should know you what know? this means for me. I can't go home tonight because my girlfriend is a gigantic dead fan Uh-oh, she's and, a deadhead? and her dad's a deadhead as well so um you know that that opinion is not 
probably very popular around there. Right. But I will say I've never really listened to enough to really know whether or not I'm, you know, well, not into them necessarily. I, 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 hey, I'm understanding, you know, hey, I, I don't, I'm not a gigantic fan of Slayer. But, yeah, right. but I can understand they've been around a long time right. and the respect that they're given. I mm-hmm. can understand that they're, they're an accomplished pioneers. band and that they're competent and that they have every reason to get they've all been. the accolades that they do. Now, on the other hand, I'm never going to uh, want to ch- sit back and listen to the Slayer album, you know, Rain of, of, of blood, blood or something, yeah. or I'm yeah. never going to want to uh, you know, say, song, let's yeah. go to a, a concert. Because that's just not my thing. But at the same time, I mean, I don't know. You know, it doesn't. I, I think there's some bands. This is this is a, a good topic because I think there's some bands that just like draw. They're they're magnets for criticism. Yeah. And yeah. and it's easy to kind of like pot shot them and well, say you know of- bam bam bam. But I think it's it's not fair because if you ran into most uh, people who enjoy the Grateful Dead, they would just be like, we accept all music and we love right, all people. Right. And so it's funny that they just get bagged on so hard. It is kind of funny now that you. <laughs> mentioned that yeah they're like the most loving people they're just like we're um, totally accepting they're could, like you're right it's that's your opinion and that's your right. like just be like cool i'm with so it. glad that you shared it with me thanks Thank for you. telling Have me you hate our music <laughs> that's okay let's frolic and daisies together know, like, so like the thing about grateful dead shows that i hear like often you know like fish shows and stuff is that it's like an event it's more like oh, yeah. a, it's just a destination and it then is. music was the journey if you if, <laughs> exactly yeah there was a friends we met along the way and and if you yeah. go, if you've, if you've never been to a Grateful Dead show and you just enjoy live shows and you right. can separate a little bit from the music, you can't be too angsty about there's, the music. There's drugs for that. Yeah. I can tell you that the experience like, uh, and they were, you know, Dead and Company were here and the Grateful Dead's come through, you know, back when Garcia was alive. Yeah. I can tell you that the crowds are amazing. Everyone is moving. It's something <laughs> in all places. Like everybody is up and it's it is it's like a gigantic and i've been to tons it, of you know it's like the, an ecstasy orgy well whatever the uh <laughs> i mean it isn't all drug based necessarily either people just vibe out and are just friendly i mean yeah there is a, a yeah. lot of that but there's a lot of that at most shows you know it might yeah. just be expressed in a different way i or, really do believe there is know? something to that like the good vibes thing like it, it's kind of a lame saying you know let's be honest it is right. but at the same time it's like if i was at a grateful dead show and i saw that happening i wouldn't be able to not join in and feel that oh, shit. it's a total um, like. experience like you said it's a destination it's an experience I think it's something that you, you, someone needs to experience to get a vibe for it and it's not to say it's not cool it's just that I think uh, you know uh, you know, I've been to a lot of different shows at this one um, arena with the lawn and everything Yeah, um, uh, it used to be called Blockbuster and it's been called yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. a million other AT&T and a million other things Right. one time it was just called like the pavilion or something because <laughs> they didn't have anybody but um, bastards. and I'm telling you that the best shows are and the nicest people and the 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 most fun I've ever had and I'm not really into yeah. that music as yeah. much like I've kind of outgrown it and I'm with I'm you way not into like, that music. I can I can maybe point you to <laughs> a couple albums like some early albums like working man's dead um yeah. that is like a bluesy album that doesn't feel as hippie music for some people and mm. they can kind of be oh this is roots kind of americana like they they play a lot of old bluesy songs okay and okay. so stuff like that you can kind of chew on it a little bit more and say, i see what you mean it's, you it's got depth and stuff or it's got like i guess more behind the scenes yeah it doesn't that you feel can just like hippie love they didn't start out later. that way yeah you know, totally okay. i mean they were part of the 69 summer love stuff 
stuff in Woodstock. I mean, not, I will say, know. man, I mean, they're all talented. They're all talented people. Like I hear yeah. bits and pieces of stuff, you know, from them over the course of, I don't know how long been listening to music. It's just every time I hear it, I'm like, yeah, that sounds really good. Technically. It's just not, it it's just not your, it's not your cup of tea. Yeah. It's not my bag, man. I hear it. Dude. <laughs> no, and, uh, but you need a brand new bag. And enough about the dead, but I, I do, know I do. from the, from Eddie Van Halen being dead. Oh, to the grateful dead. <laughs> Nicely done, Wes. No, uh, I was just going to say, um, I forgot right. what I was going to say. Fuck it. Let's just, what about to Eddie? Well, no, we're, we're, we're going to circle up just a minute yeah, on Eddie because I, there I were do. a couple, like, let's do this and let's, let's uh, first, let's name our favorite Van Halen song. Uh, okay. And, and I can go first okay, go, just to give you first. a second to think because no, I came up with I it. I don't have to think. But my it's number easy. one is Hot for Teacher. And I hope oh, I didn't nice. take yours. Um, Very nice. But it's actually, if you listen to Hot for Teacher, and there's a little controversy back in the day, but it's actually based on a ZZ Top song called LaGrange. And LaGrange has this great, it goes, wow, 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 you know, it's like got this uh, song, but it literally has the same, the beginning of Hot for Teacher is LaGrange. And oh, it's, yeah. it's weird. Okay. It's, it's played a little faster, but yeah. it's pretty much, and he adds, you know, some, you know, tapping and some crazy kind of, you know, Eddie Van Halen stuff, but it has a, uh, pretty much like where it's an homage, but it's so heavy that he actually had to talk to Billy Gibbons of, uh, ZZ top. Who's another guitar God. And, um, oh, yeah. and he okayed it. And so, but it, th- this Damn, was back in the day that. before, you know, sampling and before things. Cause I think that was off of, uh, their, uh, 1982 album. That was, um, uh, which, what was the name of that album? I can't remember. Was it called 1982? <laughs> I think yeah, it's called a, 1984. There's a 1984, right? A 1984 album. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. I thought, 1984. I, I remember that's that being a song name. Yep. Yeah, 1984. Okay. So that's, so that's yours. That would be hot for teacher. Hot for yeah. teacher from and that. yeah, the, the, and also the video is, is pretty good. If you were, <laughs> well, if you're a young kid yeah. coming up. If you know, you're any kid uh, at any point, uh, uh, at you any definitely time, any get place. some strange feelings from that video. <laughs> so <laughs> you start to think, what? And is, then they become not so what strange. What does hot for teacher mean? You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Hot for teacher it's, has it. It's not mincing words yeah. any more than we could right it's now pretty, about that shit. Pretty obvious, dude. I don't know how many posters I've seen with teachers I've been hot for. Okay, there we go. <laughs> the hot for teacher thing. You yeah. Know? So mine, my so favorite one. Um, this is easy because the first time I heard this, my dad played this because uh, he. Had had the album we were we always like took like trips to the store or something like that to go like every weekend we'd always play music and stand up and i remember the biggest thing that stood out to me at the time when i was like 10 years old hearing eruption by van halen eruption. it changed my fucking life man because the the way the guitar comes in when he starts that tapping right like, that right really fast tapping at the time and it, what 10 year old really hears that unless that's something that's regularly played around you yeah at the time it it was not Right. It was more other stuff. So yeah. when I heard that, I was like, damn, I want to get behind that. And that's really what put that bug in my ear about guitar. You I know? No, so like, yeah. That was considered one of the, one of the greatest solos of all time. Yeah. His eruptions. The, uh, the first thing I did after that song ended was I fucking rewound it, played it again. Trying to, like yeah, how many, how many times do you remember doing that? That, uh, that's true. Song? Yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times that actually happens. Yeah. That is a crazy, uh, 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 guitar moment on that song too it's a pretty big deal yeah no that's 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 the shit though i mean that started the revolution with with metal and everything so i'm i'm super i'm super happy that it happened but i'm super fucking bummed that we have to be talking about this right now yeah i know it's it is cool. premature i mean it's only 65 yeah. and he'd been battling throat cancer i know for a while um there's some somewhat of a controversy around it is that 
he smoked um, for years, for decades, but he claimed that his throat cancer was not caused from smoking, nope. but was actually caused because he actually, um, when playing guitar, he'd use a metal pick. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, when he's tapping, uh, you, to Where do two-handed, you, you have to, you have to uh, kind of put your pick away. And in doing yeah. that, he'd put it in his mouth. Yep. And so his claim was that his throat cancer, the cancer he got from his throat, was from having a metal pick in his mouth a lot from playing. And yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think scientifically that really wasn't proven or, or um, disproven. Even right. That's why um, still it's unfounded, about. but it's at the same time. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, it's what you read in articles, at least. From, yeah. You know, the for rumors me, going around. When I first saw this break, like I looked on my phone and I was like, oh, here they are. Here they're going to talk about the metal pick. Uh, yeah. There right. they go talking about the throat cancer. That's like the first thing you see. But it's not like right. allegedly now or anything. It just right. says it was from. Yeah, and I guess I mean I guess he could he could he could he could try to squash that or change it. Um, and you know, there's been a whole thing too. I mean, uh, early on in his career, or I mean, not early on, but towards the kind of middle of his career, he was kind of marred with uh, some uh, substance abuse issues uh, as well. Well, what good um, fucking guitar god wasn't true? You know, that's like true. every legend has had most some of issue. them have, have 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 some problem or exactly. another with it. You know, as and I look so, at your Nirvana poster next yeah. to yeah. <laughs> yeah, they all have they all have issues, you know. True. Um, uh, of course, I don't know. To in fairness, I wouldn't put Kurt Cobain on the same level as Eddie Van Halen. No, um, I know? guess in terms of uh, pop culture, like influence status maybe. though, and they yeah, have influence, a lot of influence for sure. Yeah, it's but just yeah. a different kind of era type. We should get into that, yeah. like overrated guitarist. Yeah, yeah he would definitely Kurt be Kurt Cobain. Cobain would definitely be, be one of them high up there. That's a list he would earn. That, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's that whole like, um, what is it like? His his solos were all just like. Meow, meow. Let me tell you right now. <laughs> to be fair, dude, like Kurt Cobain wasn't in it to be mm. ripping ass solos, yeah. man. And he fairness, was writing shit that no one else was doing. They're punk songs that's why he did in it. a way. And punk songs yeah. normally are devoid of solos. They're but, devoid of structure, too. And that's yeah, that's definitely so. a solo thing is to have but, some kind of structure. And that's the whole sellout thing, too. We could get into that about, you know, the difference in the sound between the Bleach album and the Nevermind album. I mean, yeah, that's right? a it's gigantic a big one. departure. And it definitely, like, they that were, was, uh, feels like they were, like, told almost to like write songs that are more uh uh structured though than that so, have more of the chorus verse yes, you know uh, you are right i type think stuff when they i read this not long ago and i think i like saw it in a documentary about nirvana whenever okay. they went to sub pop records you yeah, know that label yeah, they were yeah, on yeah, that yeah, Nevermind came out on or no or was it bleach, bleach first? was sub pop but i think Nevermind okay. was a big one it was geffen actually see that's was the it? thing is that they oh, went shit, they went to a big right. record you're label. Right. okay and butch vig that's was, what it was butch vig uh from garbage you know from he's garbage the, yeah he's the drummer he's in garbage great, um he uh he produced it he produced great stuff like smashing pumpkins that's albums right. and yeah uh, things after that but yeah the whole uh but that was controversy it, the about of the record label I, I feel like yeah they they really kind of contained them but it's funny because they went the opposite way within utero a little bit um where they went yeah. back to a like they gave back it, they or, gave it back the control a little bit more in their yeah. hands i think i think it was exactly because of nevermind that i think in utero was able to um i guess progress right or right. whatever musically or whatever exactly. you want to call it it definitely sounds like a more progressive approach, though, and that's that's why they're just considered one of the most like diverse bands when it comes to grunge. But yeah, I mean, there were a classic three piece too, um, uh, where they started out as a four piece, but then they just went to a three piece, but then they ended up a four piece. And yeah. And of course, 
the two members went into Foo Fighters with Pat Smear and um, oh dude let me tell you that David first Grohl. Foo Fighters song on the first Foo Fighters album yeah. sounds exactly like Nirvana oh yeah doesn't yeah, it yeah. like I oh, forget yeah. the name but it's exactly um, like Nirvana what the, what the me something of me or something big yeah. me big yeah. me is it big me it's well let me see let's find out because big Cause me, gonna big me, me was one of them uh what what is it? Um, the thing with uh, Foo Fighters is that you know that that Foo Fighter album, the first one. Yeah. He wrote the entire album while he was in Nirvana and had already, um, to my knowledge, oh, recorded shit. it, I believe. And he had uh, Kurt listen to it, and Are Kurt actually serious? like gave him some pointers on no it. No way, and so that's fucking cool. He was gonna l- release a solo album regardless. Damn, that's but really it probably cool. would have just been like Dave Grohl or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not Foo Fighters. Yeah, the Dave Grohl band. <laughs> Dave <laughs> like, Grohl. Hold on, you mean the Dave, Dave Matthews? Grohl three? <laughs> it's even yeah, like worse. We're touring with Dave Matthews, <laughs> the Dave Grohl man. <laughs> this is a call. That's the song. Is it? This, this is, is a call. Oh, yeah. This, this is, is a call. call. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That was off the first album. Um, I'll Stick Around was obviously the uh, really big I'll song. I'll Stick Around, yeah. But yeah, This is a Call is like, it's the first song. Well, I remember, album. But, but exactly then they have that. Like uh, when I talk about it, lingers on. Uh-huh. Reasons all been. Yes. It's you. Because I remember that being one of the first singles. It was like the Mentos. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. what they did. The, yeah. They did the rip off on the Mentos. Mentos. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's They did a lot of rip off videos yeah. and shit. They had they some good fucking videos. Brilliant. Well, they're, they're Everlong's still their best song, though. I, I'm an oh, Everlong man. fan. Ooh, I love so that song. There's Everlong and there's My Hero people, right? Oh, okay. A little it's bit. Usually they're, they're both good. My yeah. Hero's good, but Everlong. Everlong, Everlong has go, got more lastability, I think. Everlong uh, is amazing. And the video actually was done um, uh, by French director uh, Michel Gondry. Uh, that, uh, he's done a bunch of stuff. Really? Like He did internal... Uh, 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 spotless mind of the internal uh, oh eternal sunshine, sunshine and spotless, spotless mind he yeah. did that one and he's done a couple other ones That's and cool. then he did the white stripes lego video too dude so, how do you um, know all this shit i just love i <laughs> you're love like a, you're like love a human wikipedia stuff. for music he's he's, he's a shit. great director he's just uh he all of his uh videos typically or most of his material uh, works off of dreams yeah and the everlong That's really uh, cool. uh, video uh, is a dream that he's been having um, over and over again and oh. so it's like he uh, it has all these dream elements and it, within it they dream and there's these great transitions where what? the water they That's drip like weird. water over and then they go in the dream state and Man, it's a really great being video being a music video maker has got to be the coolest thing it's yeah, got to be like being thing. a visual like a like you're making a painting exactly. but it's like a living fucking breathing painting that just sounds fucking like the best entertainment industry you could get in yeah. i don't know why people do other things yeah that's, that's what true. i'm trying to say was. i mean there are like little <laughs> they're like little commercials for it but at least yeah. they get to be artistic instead of it being yeah. you know and so they get to kind of like mirror the audio artism with the uh video right exactly but it's, sometimes it's videos, the other side of it sometimes videos do a clips uh music uh the the music itself that's um, a good question um, then that's happened Which a couple video times is better than the song Ooh, i that's can i really can name one and it's now. really tough but there's a bjork video called human behavior oh, where it's this amazing video yeah. but don't get me wrong it's a great song it's bjork it's you know and, but it's just like yeah she's running in the forest and it's like puppetry but shit. then there's like a giant teddy bear that's chasing her but it's like really scary it's not scary that i'm Man, describing it we forget how bjork was so fucking uh, controversial she was, she was shit looking she was back crazy she was not crazy looking back at she's tame all. she's tame relative to all Dude, the bullshit now she wouldn't get her own reality series she wasn't she means. didn't have any wet pussy or anything uh, so. <laughs> she doesn't know oh what she's God. doing it 
I bet you that's how you make Bjork blush. And that's a weird yeah, fucking thing to I think know. about is people right. like that. That's like Sinead O'Connor like or something. I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little edgier. What the fuck? But that's she's crazy. she's electronic mu- musician, but she's yeah. also has an amazing voice. And um, She does. I mean. Uh, I think she's really pushed absolutely. the envelope. And she even tried to do, uh, there's a film called Dancer in the Dark that she did that was really interesting. Um, uh, it's called dancer in the dark and it's a musical, but it's a sad musical, which is mm-hmm. very like anti-musical, right? Yeah. Cause most musicals, musicals are all uh, upbeat, usually really dark musical. Um, but very uh, cool done. Uh, um, uh, Lars von Trier did it and he's this famous uh, director and he, he has all these scenes where he has like 15 or 16 cameras, like little mini cameras, even yeah. like all hidden throughout the scene. And then they film this big scene and then he cuts through all the different cameras and it's really interesting what? how they film that it and really shoot cool. it. Yeah. But she was in it and, um, uh, it was like her first, uh, big acting thing. Um, they did it after, huh. uh, speaking of music videos, she did a really famous music video with Spike Jones. Um, and, oh, yeah. um, it's her dancing all around, uh, uh, and it, it, it has all this uh, really elaborate choreography and it got really big. And I guess that was what prompted her to try to do a musical after that. But she hated working with the director. She really um, got in a bunch of uh, uh, fights with them. And it was one of those. Man, how many directors things, get in you know? fights with their actors? Right. How I mean, many? Dude, well, that's it's a, it's a, a question art, you can answer. You know? I mean, it's, it's, it's a tough thing. It's a collaborative art. But then you want your shit to come through. You know, you want it to be about you. Yeah. I, I so, so feel the I, I feel the, the plight of the creative minded director and also mm-hmm. also the plight of the fucking guy having to deal with that asshole because yeah. that sucks just as much in so many different ways but it's like you have to trust the art to be a process involving living things right. not including yourself you know that's true where is the point where you give up control and ego and when does that become better than what you had in mind yeah that's the biggest question you got to ask in music it seems like well, nothing starts, I don't think, um, uh, and ends at the same place. Uh, it's a uh, process in which yeah. there's a lot that happens in between the beginning and the end of, uh, of you creating it. And if you're not open to, uh, you know, getting around those problems and uh, seeing that at the end, the collaboration will make it better, then sometimes it gets a little myopic and it doesn't end up being a very... Um, rewarding experience you know i mean yeah. you can only i think it's good you know it's kind of like the foo fighters thing is a great example like dave grohl went and made an album he played every instrument on the album he sang it he wrote it he produced it even or helped produce it you know he engineered it with the guy and then pretty much had it made and then just sat on it for a while and then so yeah, eventually he put together a band you know yeah to to play what he had done but that was a very singular vision but if you listen to exactly. that album that album, it's, honestly, it's missing something. It, it's to me, it it's was. a little stale in some parts where it just feels like yeah. it's missing some energy and some life that that would come from another have. person. That honestly. would come from collaboration, and yeah. Not just pointers or liner notes from sitting in the back of the yeah. recording studio, being like, "Hey, do this this way." Not that it, yeah. it's missing energy from like a band band. And the irony of that situation is that if you right now and i know they've done this on like college radio stations and other things if you right now think about it david dave grohl is the person who has collaborated with the most people ever now because he is on <laughs> yeah, everything he's, he's part of queens too. of the stone age you know he's part of all these he's done stuff with nine inch nails 
Um, he's done think, all these type of side things and, and yeah. collaborative things, and he's even done a thing called Them Vultures. Oh, Them, um, it, uh, them Crooked Vultures? Crooked Vultures. It, oh, yep. yeah, that's them right. Them Crooked Vultures right. is with, um, uh, what is it, uh, John Paul Jones. And so he's done yeah. a, so many things that Dude, I feel like it's insane. just like, it's like he's almost flipped that on the other end. He's you know? writing he's writing songs now for fucking like I think nine or ten year old girls who are obsessed with the Foo Fighters. Uh, did you see the that video? Was the that the drum he did? battle. Yeah, the, the drum, drum battle. Off. It was hilarious. Well, he dude. got challenged online by a ten year old, yeah. the kind of prodigy girl. Yeah, to, she's um, like English or something. To uh uh, what is it to to do a drum off on a song and then after that was done he he said that she won and that he was gonna as a re, uh, for her reward what was she gonna do he was gonna write her a song oh uh, wow yeah so he wrote recorded and released it along with i it's guess like a video or it's something like her too. theme song or something right? yeah it's i and you know what i i can't even recall half of the the song for you i can't even remember what the hell he says other than her name at some point over yeah, and over it's again just it's cheesy name. let's it leave it cool. at that yeah it's cheesy it's for a 10 year old girl yeah i so. mean it was part of a bet almost <laughs> if you will you know he's gambling with 10 year olds as yeah, well you know Dave exactly Grohl's doing now i will say it's cool as hell that he did that i mean yeah it's good engagement such a sure. not typical rock star fucking thing oh yeah to be like just humble and down to earth and shit exactly that's really cool but i have a question related to the rock star fame status i was having this discussion with my girlfriend earlier this evening we're trying to decide is tool a hall of fame band or a not hall of fame band Mm. Well, you're trying to decide this. There's a lot of controversy around the Hall of Fame. Yeah. We should start there. We should start there. Nine Inch Nails did get inducted, so I have some hope. Yeah, Yeah. eventually, right? But I'm super glad they got, you know, in there. So our next question, or her next question was, you know, isn't Tool, or is Tool not in the Hall of Fame? Of course, they should be, was my response. But she's not into them. It depends on metrics. Uh, It's hard to say exactly what... Um, they consider Hall of Fame worthy, you know, uh, yeah. album sales, uh, number one hits. Yeah, um, I don't know what longevity their metrics are, whatever influence. You know, I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of different factors where it's like. It's be. I would how think, many Rolling Stones covers? Unfortunately, I would think it's stupid things, even to the point of like, hey, when we have the ceremony. Like how many famous people are going to show up and how big of an event is yeah. it going to be? Because if, 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 if we're going to induct somebody who's kind of like soft and we don't have a good event, then that's a waste of everyone's time really, you know? That's true. And so I hate to say that pop politics becomes it, but, and it is, there's been a lot of holdouts like the cure took forever. Okay. Oh, yeah. The Cure it? only recently did. Yeah. It was funny. Seriously. You said Nine Inch Nails because he was yeah. actually, Trent Reznor was the one who inducted them. Oh, it, he was. Yeah, he was the one who inducted oh, them, no and it was way. a big deal about them getting inducted finally. That's and so cool. There's a lot of stuff where it's like, what the hell? These people are so influential, yeah. and they still haven't been. But then right. they'll be like, but like you know, oh, but like the Marshall Tucker bands in, <laughs> you know, yeah, that makes he'd be no like, hey, sense. I respect the Marshall Tucker band, Credence Clearwater you know, Revival. Hey, you know, Woo-hoo! well, no, Credence is a like great CCR, band though. too, man. <laughs> I, 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 hey, let's let me that. bag on Marshall Tucker first because <laughs> don't bag on CCR, man. <laughs> don't bag on fucking John Fogarty. I, I'm, I dig some CCR, but hey, yeah, uh, but no, but I, I'm just saying that it's sometimes like arbitrary is what we're trying to point out. Yeah, it isn't yeah. always like. Oh well, it's so obvious, and all the obvious bands are in yeah. because there are obvious bands that aren't still in, and The Cure was one of them. But I'm not sure. There's a list somewhere out there now that will probably be like you know bands that should be on. But here's you know, the funny the thing. thing: there's been years where these same bands have been the biggest selling fucking bands for 
decades, like right, at right. least the last 10 years, you know? So like what I'm saying is like, if it's a thing where they're looking for the turnout and shit like that, I don't understand how that could be an influence considering the level of Nine Inch Nails or the level of The Cure. Right. Um, and then I think Depeche Mode got inducted too. So yep, that yep. was a big win for me because I'm a huge Depeche Mode fan. So I'm really fucking glad they got in there where they deserve. Oh, yeah, I love Depeche Mode. Because, I mean, they weren't just doing one thing one way. They were multidimensional, you know, like rock, oh, yeah. guitars, as well as keyboard, electronics, synth, everything like that. So, I mean, they fucking deserved it. But there's so many bands that do. They could just get overlooked every time. So it looks like uh, what I'm finding out here is that um, the biggest people they think they've missed is Kraftwerk is one of them. Oh, that they're yeah. super influential. Speaking of pioneers. Makes sense a little bit, maybe because they're so European and the Hall of Fame, unfortunately, is yeah. very um, Kraftwerk, American. Known for Transwork Express. Exactly. Yep. The yeah. German um, kind of uh, pioneers Autobahn. of all the different yes. um, uh, electronica music. They've been really. sampled so many oh, times. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're like, like the, how many the times people. Now? It's, who knows? Millions of times. Like Daft um, Punk may have even done it. Who yeah. Knows? I mean, interestingly, um, also Judas Priest hasn't been in, you know, oh, wow. um, Breaking the Law. Wow. Um, yeah. Which another UK band. It's weird. Super influential in the, the metal scene, which really, uh, was, yeah. you know, pretty much uh, invented in, in Great Britain. Yeah. I mean, every aspect I can think of of British metal would involve Judas Priest. Yeah. For sure. And things like. Well, I always, I always pair them with things like Anthrax and stuff like that, too. I don't even know if they're on that list. Okay. Like well, that. Devo's on it. Devo's on Devo. the list. That kind of makes sense. They're kind of craft work. Than you think. Super yeah. craft work inspired. Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. There's some famous one, old school ones like Link Ray, um, uh, which he, he did a, a song Link called Ray. Rumble. And hmm. it's, a, it's an instrumental song. And it just has guitar in it. And it's a pretty famous one. Uh, because, uh, rumble back in the day and even rock, rock and roll and rocking around the clock, yeah. it was actually associated with, uh, believe it or not, kind of like a hoodlum gang type affiliation. So what would happen is you'd that be is like, bizarre. Hey, do you want to rumble, <laughs> you know, or like, Hey, let's rock. And that would yeah. mean like, Hey, we're going to show up at the sock hop or the, you know, the, 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 the drive in, yeah, the drive in <laughs> or wherever. And if Get we see your, shakes. if we see your crew, you know, we're going to rumble, we're going to rock. And yeah. these songs were aggressive songs at the time. They're, they seem tame now, right. but <laughs> rock and roll was considered very outsider and angsty and, dangerous at the time to, you know, to think that happened society i know i mean even even <laughs> you know elvis presley even though i don't consider him so much rock and roll as almost yeah. country or gospel type right. music but his influence in that and how he moved um uh kind of did it and From, so there's some obvious uh you know things depeche mode was one of them uh but they've got inducted and nine inch nails they used to be on the list of course um after that it gets a little trickier because um well, I mean, there's some different people who have and haven't, but I can't here's, think of here's anybody another question. Huge. Here's another big question. How do they rotate the styles or the genres of bands? Because if we're talking just strictly rock and, and you know, like hard rock, metal, like influences like Judas Priest, yeah. or are we talking craft work, electronic, Depeche and that's Mode, what I think they're having a hard the time. Stuff? They're having a very hard time coming up to those, I think. Yeah, I don't think so how are they approaching that? They haven't really the um, embraced a lot of the newer genres. Like some people even yeah. think that there's some country musicians who've had crossover uh success that they think hey these guys should be included too and it's like eh. that's where you draw a line for me my friend that's yeah. where i'm drawing a line i, I mean don't, i don't see where going outside of rock and roll at the rock and roll hall of fame 
could be a good thing for see, but, anyone. See, but you'd be surprised. Uh, there'd be some people who would argue, you know, Kraftwerk shouldn't be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because Kraftwerk's just not rock and roll. Right. And then it's like, right. so is it called, you know, should That's it, true. should it maybe be, uh, uh, you know, renamed to the, the music, uh, the music hall of fame, be like the Washington, the Washington football team. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, yeah, exactly. The Washington's, um, the rock and yeah. rolls or the, the music, the hall of fame of musical the musicals. <laughs> so, I mean, there's some yeah, value in maybe saying. doing something different than rock and roll. They pigeonhole themselves. But uh, obviously rock and roll, it, it, you know, really nowadays that isn't even uh, an actual genre. You have pop, you have rock, you have country, yeah, you have metal. You know, what's you know? interesting is if you did have rock and roll now, what you do is just disguised under different names, like you said. But when I right. hear rock and roll, like true rock and roll now, I my first instinct and most other people's instinct is to say that's dirty rock right there. Or oh, that's okay. that's nasty, dirty, get down rock. It's fucking different. Yeah. It's so weird to think that's different because that's what well, came out first. Well, there's the, that's the funny thing is there's hard rock and then whether there's there's soft yeah. rock. Oh there my, there is soft yeah, rock. That's an interesting. You term. don't have to remind me, buddy. But soft rock, soft rock, soft rock's an interesting <laughs> concept. It's almost like what if there was like light metal or something? You know, light I mean, metal. it'd be like. Is that what it is? Yeah. Is that what they can they be falling into? I, think I heard something about that. That just confuses me on what uh, what how genres are done if you're going to split them up that much, you know? Yeah, I don't agree with it, but it's also a one way to let Spotify dictate your playlist for you to uh, get way more in depth in the. Oh yeah, it definitely styles. helps. It does help, but I, yeah, it's also very very misleading t- at times too. Like you'll see something like alternative metal, and you'll hear Smashing Pumpkins. Right. It's like no part of this is metal. You certainly got the first part right, but you really missed it on the second part. And that does happen sometimes. You know, the birth of metal's always been kind of a little bit controversial thing. Yeah. Um, I know that uh what is it? A lot of people think Black Sabbath are the 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 first metal and they did have some heavy stuff. So but then it's a really tough call. But then I've heard some people argue that really Metallica for them and thrash metal, maybe, you know, is what actually defines the true metal. Well, okay. And everything Here's, else was hard rock. It's not just the chicken or the egg though. It's more like the chicken and the egg and the sperm. Mm. You gotta get down Tricky. you gotta get down even further because I think Black Sabbath, you know, they were around before Metallica, right? Of course. They weren't necessarily metal, but Metallica were hugely influenced by that sound, right? I feel like somewhat, anyway. I imagine, yeah. I, I mean, mean, you know, in parts for sure, like solos of, you know, your average black uh, paranoid solo mm-hmm. or something. I could see Metallica doing that all day long. That's the stuff I feel like they were influenced by. So, you know, they of course were like the late seventies, early eighties. So I feel like grandfather and then father. It's tough. I don't know if speed or sound are yeah. the two major factors in whether something's metal or not metal. Because to me, uh, it's so uh, confusing. The, the stuff did get faster eventually. But <laughs> yeah. I would almost say that metal refers to, uh, at least in my mind, of maybe the scraping of metal or uh, the guitars almost yeah. sound have a metal sound to them. I see what you mean. And so, because it's hard, you know, where does metal come from? You know, right. I know that in Steppenwolf, they had the heavy metal thunder was the first reference oh, to yeah. heavy metal, heavy metal, heavy metal. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so there's metal, there's, there's heavy there's metal. There's degrees of metal. Oh, there's so many degrees. <laughs> there are just like, Don't have to remind like me. shades of white, you know, yeah, if yeah. you will. 
There's um, a there's white metal and shade metal too. Yeah, exactly. So you well, and then that. someone like Ghost, who people call them metal, and they yeah. sound they don't sound like metal really. They if sound, you close your eyes and you never saw them, you'd be like, these yeah. guys are pop. You know, these guys they, are pretty much just like power pop, like uh, rock. Yeah, you know, they're yeah. like your your. But then if you see them, you're like, oh my god, these guys are so metal. You know what they sound you know? like? They're they sound like metal. they're not metal, right? But they sound like '80s metal if it was playing upstairs and there's a lot of fog upstairs right. and you just barely heard them coming from the upstairs it's, that's it's, what they say it's like. much more melodic than metal ever is i mean it's really good stuff and it's but i consider it like a hard rock where just occasionally they drop yeah. like a devil yeah. or a just enough or, or you a know. witch or something just to make sure reference paying attention and then and then of course they dress like they look like they're crazy as hell and you know it's scary like kind of the, or i forget what they the he want the the singer dresses is. like he's uh, the pope the pope is traditionally right. like right. a like a zombie pope Oh yes, um, and oh, then yes. all the members actually have one uh, mask that they wear, and they're called the faceless ghouls. Yeah, that's right. I and, remember discussing this. Yeah. That's something that I think has has been done many times, but not necessarily associated with an '80s metal sounding act. If you can, yeah. Call that. All I know is what they do. They do it really well, and they end up, uh, you know, they have their own little niche, and it really works for them. And it's not to say it's for everybody, but I appreciate me- melodic. I don't think everything uh, has to be for everybody. Things. Fuck that. Like, That's true. I like that they're doing something different. Like it doesn't, you know, Radiohead probably didn't think they were going to become what they became, but they changed something right. and they became their own genre. Radiohead is Radiohead. So I don't know. I like that we discussed all this though, like with Tool. And then with Van Halen, because right. it reminds me that, thank God I'm open-minded, man. I would fucking hate to be... Helped. I would hate to be one of those persons that only listens to Guar to okay. bring it back. Well, <laughs> to circle to it To only listen to Guar? Is there, is there a person oh, who man. only listens yes. to Guar, though? Guar. No, they don't listen to their own stuff, I bet, of even. Of course they do. No, they don't. don't They're influenced West. by everything else. They They're listen to so much else. By each other's shits. No way. I can't even imagine they can listen to the, you know. Gore's a spectacle as much as Gore, they'll tell you that, too. Gore's like going to a Gallagher show. You know, they had their, their one of their lead singers died, actually, speaking of people no who died. Way. Yeah, a few wow. years ago, and they did a whole, like, tour and show around, kind of, like, made around the death of his character, if you will. And oh, so, man. like, because he died in real life, then they they, oh, wow. they killed him off in their show, if you will, Damn, in the theatrical that's actually part. actually kind of interesting. Sound. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a very uh, uh, cool wow. thing that uh, conceptually everything ties into itself so i kind of I mean what a that. way to go bro like if you were gonna die well he didn't die in a gore show just to be clear no, i just know <laughs> i mean the way they send him off you oh know? yeah yeah like to get essence. like remembered yeah and, like know? what a way to be remembered yeah in, in memoriam you exactly. know to go like that's fucking and pretty Gore's cool been tr- torn forever you know i mean they still yeah. you know i can't believe crazy. they're still even I, torn. I mean obviously not now but i know but see that's the thing is that there's always been like a uh, you know, beyond the A and even B level uh, venues, there's always been C and yeah. D level venues where every, you know, they need stuff to book, you know, they need someone mm. to play on a Wednesday, you yeah, know, right? Yeah. They need someone to play on a Get Wednesday at 10 o'clock. Because, <laughs> because, yeah, because, you know, no one's coming out or in not November. as many people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Late November, <you> know? <laughs> so in the middle of it's, Ohio. It's like in, in bad timing, you know, so, right, uh, right. And, 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 and if you put Guar on on a Wednesday, man, you're going to get 
some some butts in the seats. You, you will. Know, if you, you will certainly get some Coors Light drinkers. Uh, there you go. And you'll some get some, some people. And, and then and then you know what you'll get too with Gore. And this is a guarantee. You'll get Blood. onlookers, spectators, yeah. people who come, people who've been heard about it. Oh, my yeah. friend said, or he of dragged course. me to it, and then right. So it's I think like a Renaissance fair or something. Yeah, also. there's a whole there's a whole you know theatricalness to it. That, I kind of appreciate um, that shit it. though. I they like they put that a idea. lot of energy into that, and I mean think yeah. about it. They 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 tour around and deal with all their crap, you know, right, all their gear. Right. But then they have all their like theatrical stage shit. You know what I would love to see, man? I would love to see a like Netflix back, docuseries of yeah. what it's like to be a Guar member oh, behind yeah. the scenes so when they That's when they're funny. taking the fucking football shoulder pads right. off. They're like. Man, man, we need to is, we need to look into really that because if they haven't made a documentary, we should make a documentary with them. You know, we should do it, man. Well, hey, this this is a this is a good time to wrap things up. I think, right? That's right. Yeah, this has been Toke Tunes and Talk. Thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll catch you on the next podcast. All right, see. You. Oh man, who knew Guar would be such right yeah, no. topic for discussion? Right at like forty three minutes.